Welcome back to the Joy Loving Home podcast. We are on day four of our runway week in which we are trying to start our year right by doing a few things first, if we have ADHD, to help our year to at least have a smooth start. We are on the letter S as part four, which is the word schedule. (laughs) If you know how I feel about consistent, you'll know how I feel about schedule. Go back and listen to episode nine if you want some more insight on how much I detest the word consistent. But I am reframing the way I approach schedule for this particular, well, just for life. (laughs) I have reframed how I think about schedule. It is not an ugly word anymore because I used to think of schedule as those people who are like, if you don't put it on the calendar, it won't happen as if putting it on the calendar makes it happen. We all know it doesn't. <laughs> so let's talk about what schedule means now and how as fish brains we should look at it so that we can embrace the fact that life actually does occur according to a calendar and time frames. And if we want to be a part of all that life has to offer, we do sometimes have to go according to some semblance of a schedule. So let's talk about a really great way to use it today. Just super quick recap. We have our focus word for the year. That's the F. We have set some intentions in the way of creating some sort of 23 for 23 list in lieu of some sort of New Year's resolution. We try to create some realistic baseline so that on hard days we don't feel like we're backsliding. And now we are here at schedule. I've never said this in a podcast before, at least I don't think I have, but you might want to take notes. (laughs) This is a really hard one for an audio medium. I would love to have a video here to show you some examples. For those of you that are in my podcast community group. I will go on most likely Friday afternoon and give you the full visual of everything I've talked about this week. There's your little advantage for being part of the group. Uh, (laughs) Some of you are, are joining in, which is fabulous. We're almost at 400 now, which is crazy scary, but lovely at the same time. And so I'm excited to get to know you all over there and hoping that we react and interact with each other more and more because it's we're there to support each other. If you want to be part of that, all you have to do is go to whatever browser you use, type in bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. You can tune in Friday afternoon. I will put a post in the group about what time I'm actually going live, and then I'll save it so you can watch it whenever. You don't have to watch it live. Okay, so let's do a quick breakdown of schedule. This is what works for me. I know I am not so naive as to know that this may not work for you at all and something you do works so much better for you and might even work better for me. I just don't know about it. So I'm sharing what I do. Take a stab at it. Adjust it at will. I am not selling you anything here. Whatever planner you have, you can make it work in that planner. Uh, The planner themselves to me are typically created for type A people by type A people to organize type A people and and then we get frustrated as fish brains that we feel like we're failures because we can't make a planner work. Okay, I'm about to spiral down a really long episode. So I'm going to get off that soapbox right now because we can talk about that at another time. 
but I'll tell you the few things that I've put in place that have made things work-ish for me. Always going to have good days and bad days. That is not failure. That's reality. The first thing I always get myself, they're hard to find. Usually can find one at Target. It was rough this year. I could not find one. Ended up finding one at Staples. But what I enjoy is just a monthly calendar. No weeks, no days, no any, just months. You could print that off the computer for free if you just Google printable months. I just need big enough boxes. I like it as its own thing because I like to have it laying open when I get to the next step that I'm going to teach you. We're going to start with our monthly calendar. And right at the beginning of the year, and I did this for myself last night, it can be done on January 5th. It can be done on January 10th. doesn't matter. When you get your calendar and you want to have it in front of you and you start to lay it out. I have four kids. I've got one on his own, one in college, two in high school. For years, they have been at three, four different schools. And so I first thing I do is go to the school websites, print out their academic calendars. I plug in days they're in school, days they're off school, any pertinent events that might be happening. I put all of those down. You can do this in pencil, which is what I do because life changes all the time. Or you can get fun and colorful and have a different color for each of your kids, which I have done a lot in the past. So I can just glance and see which kid means what, but it's a lot to keep up with. And then if you start to not keep up with it, whatever makes you happy, that's your calendar, do it your way. I just want you to get to the the events down. That's layer one. Layer two, you go through and pencil out anything you might be able to have as vacation. Block that off now so that you don't accidentally schedule life over top of it and then make life harder for yourself later. If you know the only week your family can take off is week of 4th of July, at least block it out with the words in pencil written across it, vacation. Then you can work on the details later. If it's just a trip to grandma's once a quarter and that's your version of vacation, that's great. Just block it off so that you're not putting things on top of it. By putting the things that are important to you and your family and and the joy you want to create in your life, it becomes something that is not a to-do nagging list. It's a, I am blocking off what's important to me in my life. My children's education is important to me. Our family vacation time is important to me. And then the fact that I can keep up with our health is important to me. So if you have doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, anything that you need to pencil in there, if it motivates you to say, well, I don't know, let me call the pediatrician's office and find out when they're supposed to be, go ahead and take a moment and schedule those things out. They need a well visit with the pediatrician. They need a well visit with the dentist. So do you. If you need a mammogram, depending on your age, if you need your annual visit to your OBGYN, whatever it is, prioritize your health by getting those appointments on your monthly calendar. And then that's it. You don't have to write anything else down. If you have pets, you might do that. If you have a car, you might do that. But these are locked in. I have to be here this day at a certain time. And then it's done. It doesn't have to be a to-do list. It's not where you're writing every single thing you're going to do every single day down. It's just a guide of dates because the world happens in dates, right? Monthly is done. Again, I like that to be its own thing so I can have it laying flat in front of me when I do the next step. The next step for me is to have a weekly planner spread. 
I, I don't know what to call it other than that. <laughs> I have enjoyed bullet journal over the years because it's not dated, but you can use a happy planner. You can use a Erin Condren, I think that's what it's called, planner. You can use whatever, whatever planner you have. I love to see the week and I, I like it vertical so that Monday goes straight down, Tuesday goes straight down, Wednesday goes straight down, Thursday goes straight down, Friday goes straight down. It's funny, my monthly calendars, I like to be Sunday through Saturday. My weekly calendars, I like to be Monday through Friday with Saturday and Sunday together because I look at the weekend as a chunk together like that. You do you. Once I have my monthly calendar with those like vertical lines, I literally draw a horizontal line at the one-third on the top, two-thirds on the bottom. The one-third on the top is where I transfer from my monthly any time-sensitive tasks or time-sensitive events. So if I need to know that Monday and Tuesday were no school days, I write that in that top third. If I need to know that I've got to get my son's car in to the mechanic before he drives all the way back to college just to have it a good once-over, I need to pencil that in that we're dropping it at 10 a.m. on Thursday, whatever, the dates that are like, I have to be here at this time, those are what I write in. So for me, I was with a client yesterday, so I penciled that in. I will be with a client again on Friday, so I'll pencil that in. Things that have to happen at certain times, I'll go in the top third. If you are a meal planner, I am not. So in the past, by wanting to explore meal planning, <laughs> at the very bottom edge of that line that I've driven written across, I will write what I had for dinner each night, thinking, well, then maybe at the end of a month, I just go back through and I'm like, oh, well, there's a month of meals because I wrote down what we had. <laughs> you don't have to. Whatever excites you for things like that. And then this is where the magic happens as far as how I approach a week. And I just want you all to try this as a thought. I have never had two days of my life seem routine. <laughs> I'm doing different things every day. My energy is different every day. My productivity might be crazy off the charts one day, and then I might do nothing for three days that seems purposeful or moves me along in life. That up and down can feel very defeating. So I while back ago decided I'm only looking at tasks as a week. I look at what I'd love to get done and I have all week to do it in because I've already plugged in my time sensitive things and now I can just do things when my energy is up, when my my motivation is up, when, when I'm like this is the day because it's the only day I have to do it, whatever the deadline feels approaching, whatever gets things rolling. I don't want to have laid out, well, I need to do three things each day. And then I get a day where I'm feeling really productive. And then I shut myself down because I did my three things. I'd rather do 12 things in a day. And then the next three days feel like I have zero pressure. Think of life as a week instead of as a day when it comes to actually getting anything done. I introduced this once. So forgive me for those of you that are hearing this as a repeat, but it it's worth repeating. <laughs> so I'm going to share it. I have this whole, should trademark it, intentionally flexible planning process. And the intentionally flexible, I call if, and I introduced you to the what if, but now I'm going to introduce you to the if only. And if only I could 
feel really good about how I'm progressing with things, then life would start to roll is how sort of my brain went. And the only, because I love a good acronym, the O's are your one and done's. So for me this week, it was, you know, I had to call and make some scheduling changes for my my son's schedule. I needed to make sure my husband had some things here so that when he packs for this trip overseas, he's ready. I had to have some, gosh, I can't even think right now while I'm podcasting, but there were there's things that you just, you do once and it's over. It's not something you schedule as some regular routine. It's not something that is part of a checklist. It's these things that pop up most of life that you do once and you're done. So that's the O. I call them your one and done's. The N are your needs. And needs are that baseline that I talked about. Like I just need to feel like I'm upkeeping something. So for me, that was the, I need to see if I've made the bed and cleared the sink not because I want to put it as a checklist, but because I feel good when I've done it. I'm just going to put a little MB for make bed and put a little circle if I happen to do it one day this week or two days this week or three days this week or four days this week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I did it once or if I did it five times. It's a tracker for me. That's what I put in the needs section. It's my own tracker of things I'm curious about, not a must-do to-do list. The L is the long-term project that I'm excited about. That's my want-to-dos or my aspirations. That's, is there anything I can do some point this week that furthered me on this goal? So for instance, because I mentioned my bedroom might be my my long-term project, I was looking at paint colors on Pinterest. I was creating a mood board for just inspiration. Any one of those things are something I'm furthering myself towards honing in on that goal of my long-term project. And then the why is you. What is it that you need to do for you? Is that that you promised yourself you'd at least get outside? Is that that you wanted to take a walk? Is that that you wanted to drink some extra? Is that that you wanted to take a bath before bed? Is it that you wanted to sit down and read a book? Whatever feels good for you. Those are the things we typically save last and never give ourselves permission to do. I'm saying touch base on it at least once each week by putting it down on this weekly spread. So if you take the bottom of this week, those two thirds, and you put an O, an N, an L, and a Y down across like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because your lines are already there. And then those other spaces that are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you need to shot yourself notes because you made a phone call or if you need to remind yourself something else, just use those as like blot paper. What I like to do is grab a small sticky note and off of my brain dumping area, wherever I brain dumped, I jot down, gosh, this week I'd really love to do X, Y, and Z as sort of a, a temporary pending list. And I stick that on that week because when I write on my O-N-L-Y sections, those are tackled. So it's the old way of seeing things on a calendar was I write down everything I need to get done and I check it off or I cross it off as I do it. And then when you're not getting it done and then you got to transfer it to the next day and transfer it to the next day and transfer it to the next week and you see how little you're getting done, it's defeating and frustrating and is not helpful to our brains. When you have this tackled list and you flip back through your planner at the end of the month and see if you did anything. Everywhere you have anything written down is a completed task. 
look at all the things you've done. It's literally flipping a planner on its head and looking at it in a new light. The nice thing about having that temporary sticky note is if you do nothing this week, it's just a rough week, you pull it off, stick it down on the next week, and you look at it again. You might have discovered you've done two of them. You can cross those out and just keep using that sticky for a while. Or you can say, I don't even want to look at what I did or didn't do. I want to crumple it up. I want to throw it in the trash. And I want a fresh sticky this coming week. I love this sort of ebb and flow of how to look at your weeks because you're allowed to have good days and not so good days. You're allowed to be super productive without stopping yourself. You're allowed to recognize your wins. At the end of the day, you might be exhausted and look at your sticky note and go, what can I write down on my tackled? And you're like, none of this, none of this. But then you're like, well, what did I do? You might've done seven things that weren't even on your sticky list. Write them all down as wins on your tackled space so that you know you can give yourself credit. So when you're looking back at the end of a month, you feel really good about having done things. We, we definitely lose track of all that we do. And then we beat ourselves up because we're exhausted and we don't know why. I hope this is making sense. I hope this is resonating. I will work really hard to at least put a still shot of this. Certainly in the group, guys that are over there on Instagram, you're increasing in number and I love that you're there and I appreciate you. It is such a minefield for me to go into Instagram. And so I'm trying to figure out how to balance that. I do want you to feel like you can communicate with me over there. I'll do my best to get something there where you can see a visual of this. But I'm going to stop here because this has gotten incredibly long. I just wanted to share thoughts on this schedule as a whole new way to look at it. Just something that is there to support you and encourage you as a way to block off those things that make your home a joy-loving home, that you are preserving and protecting the joy in your life and in your home and for you. It is not an element of torture. (laughs) It is your support mechanism. Think about it in that way. Communicate with me about your thoughts on this. I always love to hear from you. Until then, choose joy.